For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Alright, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. Today we're going to do a deep dive into the NFL draft uh, and markets around it with Eric Froton. Uh, we'll talk about who's going one and uh, more niche markets beyond that. And then we'll close out with some NBA chat. But Drew, how are you? How did you enjoy the Huskies last night? Uh, was that last night? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, uh, just a very impressive showing by the Huskies. Congratulations to UConn, our national champions. Uh, back at home, happy to be home. Uh, you know, a little quick respite before heading out to the Masters. Uh, now I'm not going to the Masters, although uh, this is, of course, a great week of sports. Yeah, it was, uh, it was so much going on right now. And you can put, I'm, I'm happy to be putting uh, college basketball uh, on the back burner until the, uh, you know, until the next regular season. Um, because we have NFL draft to talk about today, which I'm super excited about that these, you know, it, it, we, we've spent so much time thinking and bemoaning the NBA awards. And while that is extremely fun and close to my heart, it comes in number two to the NFL draft props. I'll be honest. <laughs> I love the NFL draft props. And, uh, you know, really excited to, to kind of get into the mix here. Wow, look at you portraying our friends, Emmanuel Quickly <laughs> and Nikola Jokic, uh, because you love um, Quinn and Williams over on the two and a half or whatever. All right, well, we'll get into the NBA at the end uh, and revert back to that for you. But for now, let's bring in Eric Froton, NBC Sports Edge colleague of ours, Welcome, Eric. Thanks for joining us. Let's get straight into it uh, at the top of the draft. CJ Stroud is a minus 275 favorite to go first overall to the Panthers. Bryce Young, plus 225. And then Anthony Richardson, plus 700. Beyond that, it gets a little fanciful. Uh, do you agree with the odds? Do you think Stroud should be this heavy of a favorite? Well, we're seeing Stroud lined in other areas at minus 330. You know, that's sort of a ballpark. So what we're getting here on points bet at minus 275 is a pretty solid value um, as Bryce Young has been plus 225, which we're seeing at points bet. That is pretty much the standard from what I've seen around the industry. So uh, I like the value you're getting at minus 275 here, frankly. Uh, I do think that we do see Stroud. He is the legitimate favorite. I was at the Combine along with our Connor Rogers. Uh, at NBC, and he had a very impressive throwing session. Obviously, Bryce Young comes in at the the value 204 pounds. Everybody wanted to see him over that 200-pound mark, and he hit that check that box. Um, but I, I do think that it's pretty comfortable with Stroud being the prohibited number one favorite, and uh, and 275 minus 275 is a pretty good line. Okay, so this one's tricky because this is maybe the most liquid of all the draft markets, right? It's been up for the longest. We've had a couple of favorites. Um, minus 275 is a price that still feels a little speculative. 
And I agree with you that he should be the favorite. We know, you know, the owner went down to his pro day specifically to shake his hand. Uh, you know, the comments that, uh, you know, coach uh, Frank Reich made before they made the trade suggested if they had eyes for anyone, it was Stroud. Like, like you put all the puzzle pieces on the table. It looks like a, a, a CJ Stroud puzzle. The fact that it's only minus 275 to me says the it is not known that that is their choice. Uh, is that a fair read? And do you think that uh, we kind of have a window here in the next week where you can make basically, uh, you know, throw a dart that this that that we are, you know, that the that the speculation is correct and get a minus 275 price or are you going to blink one morning and wake up and this is going to be like minus 2000? Well, like you mentioned, we already had the Bryce Young up in the minus 200 range uh, pre-combine. So, you know, we have seen movement in this marketplace. That being said, I, I do think, um, you know, the Panthers are trying to obscure what they're doing. You know, they're sending the whole staff to, you know, they sent them both the pro days. They sent them to Anthony Richardson's pro day. You know, they try to make sure that they are, they are keeping their hand hidden. Uh, so even though they are trying to do that, they're playing the game. I do feel comfortable at 275. I do think it climbs. I don't think you're going to see it get any lower than that, but that's just my particular read based on talking to people at the Combine and knowing that there is apprehension in some rooms about the size of Bryce Young. So uh, it certainly, certainly isn't that sort of apprehension about C.J. Stroud. Yep. I think the thing to remember with draft markets is that the market's got not much idea. Like, Aiden Hutchinson at some point <laughs> last season was what minus two oh, fifty remember. first overall. Yeah. With I, I bet on Aiden Hutchinson to go second overall last year, five minutes before the draft at plus two hundred. Like the market just doesn't <laughs> really know what to do. Think about uh, the day of the NBA draft after Woj yeah. makes his uh, famous tweet. Jabari Smith is minus a thousand to go first, ends up going third to the Rockets. So I think that. With these markets, which are all built around speculation and someone getting a text and then telling another person that it's a text from someone who's actually higher up than the text that they got, <laughs> like that's the stuff that forms these markets, and people don't really have that much of an idea. So, um, just uh, so something always sounds, to be So, it sounds like you agree with me that minus 275 is speculative and that the Panthers may not even really know or have told anyone who their pick's going to be. Yes, and I think when you're seeing prices in this range, to your point, Drew, that means there's no certainty. If it was done, right, right. if it was actually it was done, done, then right. it'd be minus a thousand, um, yeah. or even yeah. bigger than that. So anyway, one to watch and play out. Certainly, Stroud seems like the clear favorite at the moment. It's just difficult to assess the degree of favorites which he is when it's all uh, innuendo. Uh, Eric, do you think that even if if Stroud does go one? Is Bryce Young a lock to go two? Do you think the, that top two is pretty much set in stone? You know, this is one of my favorite early betting markets right now. And okay. some of it has to do with the fact, kind of what you talked about, Jay, and that we do have a lot of speculation in this market. Uh, one of the, I'll get to my favorite play that I've already kind of rolled out, but uh, I don't think it is a lock that <laughs> Bryce Young is going just minus 275, you know, right around that range, minus 300 range, to be the number two pick. Uh, I don't think that that's set in stone. And like you're saying, you do you want to lay almost minus 300, you know, three to one odds uh, to go with this? Now, I don't think that it's that the value is there for Bryce. And the reason why is I love what I'm seeing from the Anthony Richardson 
is currently if you shopped around around plus 1400 to be that number two pick and man that's a lot of money that you're getting in value if you want to just throw 50 bucks down on anthony richardson to be the number two pick guy who's the freakiest quarterback to ever test at the combine freakier than dante Culpepper, more so than even the great cam you know so coming out of auburn with one of the greatest college seasons i've ever seen you know for cam newton so um that is a factor and you look at you know the projection of these quarterbacks it's not where these guys are at right now it's where they're going to be and it, it yeah. doesn't get much more projectable than anthony richardson with his frame and, and his arm that makes a that's a very fair point why not take a chance on a guy like Richardson, right? So it's, I guess, do you understand or remember the nature of why everyone assumed Houston wanted Bryce Young so badly? And do you think that actually Richardson would match their timeline better? Absolutely something I'm factoring in when I'm capping this because, look, there I got Davis Mills there. All right, you've got your young bridge quarterback. He isn't expensive. They're not paying him $15 million a year. You know what I mean? So um, with that factored in and you look at, do you want to be middling? Does any team in a in the midst of a full rebound want to be a middling team? No. You want to go and grab Anthony Richardson, let Davis Mills go and do his thing for a full year, maybe even into the following season. You bought him out. You get another great pick next year. You got the 12 already in this. You know, um, do it like the Sixers did it, you know, Sam Presti style. You go and you tear it down to build it back up even stronger – I don't see any reason why they'd want a middle right now and try to have somebody who can come in like that with Bryce Young. You got Davis Mills. Bring in Anthony Richardson, who has the projectable frame, who has all the tools that you want in the shed. Bottom out a little bit. Get another great pick next year. Maybe you do what the Bears did this year, where you managed to go and, and bottom out and have a top two pick. And then you trade down again for somebody who wants Caleb Williams or Drake May. Or maybe Quinn Ewers goes and keeps that job over Arch Manning for next year. And you, and you use the quarterback market to your advantage as opposed to where it is and sort of where you're at this year where it's coming to you. I think that's a great point. Yep. Yep. And the Texans are 20 to 1 to draft uh, Anthony Richardson. He's 16 to 1 to go number Ooh. two overall. If you think there's a chance that someone trades up to two to get Richardson, you're probably better off just backing the Texans, I would think, at, at that point. But maybe there is some trade potential. Um, one more quarterback to talk about. The other guy, Will Levis, uh, one of the more polarizing prospects. Um, a lot of people think he's just no good at all. Um, a lot of people <laughs> I think, have fallen in love with the frame because uh, he is the prototypical big quarterback uh what do you think happens with will levis eric uh and who do you think ultimately drafts him well what i think with will levis is i'm looking at him around that plus 200 to plus you know right now plus 220 to be qb3 well uh the froton sportsbook is open for anybody <laughs> who wants to take that anybody who wants plus 220 you hit me up in the dm cf froton and i'm ready to take it because that ain't happening everyone okay <laughs> Mr. Mustard, Mr. What is it? It is mayonnaise in the coffee. Uh, you know, there is a fine line between quirky and weird, okay, with Mr. Levis. When I watch Will, obviously you see him with the bathroom selfies. He can do that. That's great. But his decision-making is very questionable. Um, you know, a lot of this 2022 season that he had, which was you know, a 7-13 to 13 
big time throw to turnover worthy play rate. A lot of it was blamed on that offensive line of his because he did you know, graduate some impact NFL players like Darian Kennard. But look, at some point, the decision making has to be discerned. And I don't know if Will Levis is the guy. I don't. Frankly, <laughs> I like Hendon Hooker a lot. And I think they're really, really close. And if Hendon Hooker had the chance to throw, I think you probably see him either right there with him or you see him, uh, you know, surpass him because he's coming off an ACL. I just don't see the urgency to draft Will Levis, given all these things. I don't think he is conceptually uh, quite the as formed as a 24-and-a-half-year-old quarterback, you know, when season rolls around, needs to be. Anthony Richardson is still 20 years old, you know? Yeah. Um, Hendon Hooker is almost 25 as well. I see them being a lot closer than Will Levis to being the number three QB. Horrible, horrible investment at plus 220. And uh, I see him slipping down out of the top 10 personally. Wow. Um, that's not crazy. I, I will I will say that the one thing about this draft cycle that has been a breath of fresh air is I expected to hear 9 million comps about Will Levis to uh, Josh Allen. Uh, oh. And thankfully, like, that has not really taken – it's been much more of a, what's going on with Will Levis? Uh, is, yeah. he, <laughs> is he doing this in the interviews on purpose? And it's like, well, what's he doing in the interviews? <laughs> what, are, what are people – yeah, what is what's happening here? Um, so the idea of him of sliding is, is interesting. But, you know, let's just say that the top four picks are all – quarterbacks and the Colts are picking fourth eh, I mean you know I'm, I'm starting to waver on them even you know utilizing that spot at a quarterback position they've been connected to everyone they've done all their due diligence on everyone um, and you know there's been rumblings that uh, a team you know in inside the top 10 like the Raiders or outside the top 10 like the Titans might swap with the Cardinals at three and take a quarterback there which uh is interesting if you're the Titans uh, and it's interesting if you're the Colts, because if you're the Colts and two other teams in your division have picked ahead of you quarterback in this draft, you're really going to take the fourth best guy. And it might be, Oh, by the way, a guy in Levis, who's an enormous project. uh, And you don't really have like a lot going on with your roster talent wise to help that guy develop quickly. Um, It's an interesting kind of dynamic. And I think basically if the Colts pass on him at four, uh, you know, then you really got to wonder, like, now you're like, are the you know Seahawks going to reach? Are the you know the Lions going to reach? Like that's not a position of need for either of those teams. Uh, you know the the Raiders are kind of on record; they want best player available. Um, just re- you, you, know, you realistically, I, I don't know where his floor is if uh, if somebody trades up to three and then the Colts pass on on him at four. So um, you know would would be interested to see an over under on uh, on Levis and and get a little bit of uh, a little bit of exposure to him having a slide based on everything I've heard so far. So I think uh, we are generally really in agreement about this quarterback class. Um, ultimately, uh, any thought or, you know, kind of read on the Titans doing something like moving up to third or the Raiders doing something like moving up to third and who you think they would take at that position? Well, I, I thought that the Titans got last year's number one quarterback, Malik Willis, right? Didn't they draft <laughs> him? I thought he was supposed to be the guy. Oh, wait, no, no, he's not. But um, I, I would like to see them, you know, at least accept the reality that Malik Willis is not going to be the answer. Uh, it seems like, you know, there's been plenty of smoke that that is the direction that they're heading. Um, I, I wonder what's going to happen there. Cause you, as we kind of discussed, I think you need to get up to three. Because why why go and force the issue with Will Levis to move up? 
Um, it doesn't make any sense to me at all whatsoever. So they're going to have to do it. 11-3 to three is a pretty solid jump. Um, I, I think that Arizona is probably going to be in the same you know, vein that we saw Chicago with, where they went down to nine. They were happy to take the eight-pick drop to get as much capital as they possibly can. And I think that makes a lot of sense for Arizona, where they're happy to take the best cornerback, you know, the best defensive player who slips to that range. They can go down 11 and not particularly hurt what their plan is going to be if that's what is going to get them the most return. So I think that Tennessee has to get up to three if that's what they're looking to do to you know acquire that quarterback of the future because it's not going to make a lot of sense to do so at 11 since, obviously, I'm, I'm not a big Will Levis guy. Yep. I think Ryan Tannehill remains the most underrated quarterback in the league. I don't know why uh, they're so <laughs> desperate to move on from him. Uh, all right, before we get to the defensive players in the draft, a reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons. All handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, so on points bet, first defensive player can Will Anderson is a heavy minus 400 favorite. Uh, is this done, Eric? Is Will Anderson just going to be the first defensive player taken? Uh, I feel really good about it, obviously, and that's why he is the favorite. Um, but if we're looking at draft position, that three and a half, it is heavily juiced to the over, and that's because what we've just been talking about. You know, it's minus 400 in some places, right around that range. And that's because it's a virtual lock. We're going to see, you know, uh, Arizona trade out of that, you know? So if you're looking at that three and a half pick, why would you ever go and, you know, from a logic standpoint, go and invest in that? It just doesn't make sense, you know? And then um, what I think is really the issue here for Anderson is what if he does, you know, you do see Arizona go and bump down maybe to 11. That really opens things up. You know, because we're seeing a lot of does Devin Witherspoon, you know, Christian Gonzalez, um, they're being mocked very heavily in that, you know, five, six, seven range. We're going to see one of them go in that range. Um, is it a case where there's just a corner cornerback needy team that is going to reach ahead of that? I mean, I think that there is a possibility that happens. I don't think there is a possibility that Will Anderson 
is going at three. I love the three and a half over. I mean, it's minus 400, but I, I just don't see that being a reality. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I think that market shakes out right now. It, it's kind of uh, you're taking a leap of faith at that point at that three and a half. Okay. So is it fair to say if the Cardinals can't make a deal and stick with three, your operating assumption, Will, Will Anderson goes, right? It would be my operating assumption, yes. If, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, if the Cardinals trade down into the 7 or 11 range and the quarterback goes 1, 2, 3, the Colts may take quarterback 4. If the Seahawks with pick 5, are they for sure a Will Anderson guy or is there someone else that fits the Seahawks? Uh, I feel great about the Seahawks obviously going that direction. Um you know, they've obviously signed Geno Smith, so they have the bridge for the next couple of years, at the very least. You know, he's only 31 years old. Um, I think that that is the most logical choice. They got Tariq Woolen last year, you know, so like, why do they need to go and go cornerback? Jalen Carter has obviously hurt his particular value. Um, it makes all the sense in the world. Okay, so and then one more tricky question. If it goes quarterback one, two, three, and the Colts have already decided to pass on Levis and try to make a godfather offer for Lamar Jackson. What player do they choose it for? And could it be a defensive surprise? Absolutely could be. I mean, gosh, they decide not to go Levis and they don't trade up. It's It could be anything. It really could be. You know, who knows what Jim Irsay and, and the Reich, um, you know, contingent in there. Heck, I think they'd probably entertain a trade down at that point especially if they're not going to take Will Levis. Why would you stay there if you're the Colts where you have so much needs? And they don't even I – mean, do they even know who their quarterback's going to be next year? That would be a pretty bold move on their part. But, hey, you know, um, they're a team that is much like Houston. If they are being real with themselves, they are in a rebuild. They are, they are in – they're coming from the studs, and they're going to have to do a lot of work. So, sure, why not? Why not kick that around at number four uh, for, for Anderson? Let's, uh, let's talk about Jalen Carter. News broke yesterday that uh, he is not meeting with teams picking outside of the top 10. Perhaps risky, given that his uh, draft prop is 7.5, <laughs> which is fairly close yeah. to 11. Yeah. Uh, do you expect, ultimately, Eric, that Carter will go in the first seven picks? Man, you know, that's, that's one of the, the great unknowns, really, because, you know, at the Combine, he's 20 minutes away from his podium session. Obviously, he goes out and gets charged with two misdemeanors. Uh, then the the effect of that on him obviously carried over to his pro day where he couldn't even finish the workout. That I mean, this is football here. That's a concern for me. And we're talking about rarefied air of the top seven picks, whereas we discussed, there's a lot of potential movement coming in those first four picks. And, and if four, four quarterbacks go, then we're looking at a real numbers crunch. Um, you know, we saw a couple mocks come out recently with potential Bijan Robinson slipping in the top 10. Um, the Bears, they didn't expect Carter to be really available at number nine, so they hadn't even really kicked the tires on him. They've been bringing him in. They've been talking about, you know, doing their due diligence, kicking the tires on him. Uh, I don't think I can confidently look at over seven and a half plus 120. That's not enough for me to take the over, excuse me, the under. Seven and a half minus one fifty five. You're gonna actually make me pay, you know, plus ju- you know, minus juice to go and do that. Give me the plus one twenty at over seven and a half. I, I, I'm sorry, but all these factors, you know, the the Laramie Tunsil, 
you know, uh, uh, issues, you know, we're not talking about a, you know, the bong and the gas mask. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a guy who couldn't finish a workout. I, I, I can't do it. I want the plus money. Give me the plus 120 at over seven and a half. Okay. I like it. Um, last one for you, Eric. Uh, is there a favorite bet that you've got on the board that we haven't covered already? Well, it is something we've kind of gone around a little bit, but I, I'm putting two bets kind of in conjunction. Okay. We talked about the minus 160 for Mr. Anderson to go to AR to go under four and a half, that, that pick. I mean, minus 160 is a pretty smoking deal here. Okay. Mm-hmm. As discussed. You couple that with, as Jay correctly pointed out, you're looking at 20 to 1 odds for AR to be the number two pick, okay? I like, if you're putting it together, I like taking AR at minus 160, all right, to go under four and a half, and then, which I think that's happening, okay? That is happening as we talked. We just went through the Colts. We went through all that stuff. I know that's happening. Minus 160, I, I feel great about that. And then you pair it with AR at plus 2,000, okay, to be the number two pick. I think that is a double end waiting to happen. Worst case scenario, you get a free roll at AR going number two, frankly, at $2,000, you could possibly roll with that. And it's free money because <laughs> he's going under four and a half. I think that is the profit center of this young, undeveloped market. I think it's going to make somebody two grand if it all goes well for free. Eric, I, I got news for you. We can figure out a way to get more than two grand down on that. So don't, don't, uh, don't, 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 don't sweat <laughs> that, man. Um, the, uh, but no, I, I just have to say, I agree a hundred percent with this entire breakdown. The Houston Texans last year had the third overall pick. Everyone knew they wanted quarterback cornerback and they kept it a secret. They were going to take Stingley over sauce Gardner until the week of the draft. Like the idea that it is somehow known that these guys all have heart eyeball emojis texting Bryce young clips between each other. Like, no, I don't think it's even close to uh, like a done deal that they know for sure that Bryce young is their guy at two. And, you know, I mean, for all we know, uh, you know, they are looking at longer timeline development of a guy like Richardson. So um, yeah, I think that's what we do. I'm with you, my okay. friend. Let's do it. Poor, poor Bryce Young, just minus 200. Uh, <laughs> now he's fallen out of the top two, apparently. All right, Eric, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell people uh, where to follow you and what you're working on? Yeah, sure. Uh, I have my offensive tackles rankings column coming out today, in fact. Uh, I'll be breaking down the top 10 and going through pretty much the top 30 in terms of where I have them ranked for the upcoming draft. So certainly be on a lookout for that on NBC Sports Edge. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining, Eric, and uh, best of luck with everything. Thanks, guys. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial 
initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. Before we get into the association, every season is draft season. Drew, get your Roto-World Draft Guide bundle today and dominate your football, baseball, and basketball drafts. Packed with profiles, rankings, projections. Order today and get all three Roto-World Draft Guides for the price of two, plus use promo code BERRY and save an extra 20% at checkout. All right, pretty big slate. Uh, there was some respite last night uh, for pro basketball fans like myself. Uh, had you gone on in the background, was largely reading a book. Now it's back at it tonight. <laughs> um, the MVP market, huge swing game tonight with Joel Embiid uh, hosting the Boston Celtics on national television. If Embiid loses this and has lost six of nine, and in his three big games, he ducked Jokic, lost to Giannis, and then lost at home to the Celtics on national television. He's going to be pretty hard to give him MVP. So that is certainly the epicenter um, of the association tonight. Some other big games on tap as well. A suddenly highly relevant Timberwolves-Nets game. Uh, big time. Taking at the Barclays, uh, Hawks. Bulls with huge relevance for the 8, 9, 10 positions. And then even games like the Lakers, uh, who all of a sudden, if they win out, they can get the five seed. Uh, so certainly stock up for them lately. And Wait a, a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that for real? The Lakers can get so. into the five with the win out? I believe so, yeah. If they win out, I think they get the five seed. Yeah, which is ridiculous. They probably don't want that <laughs> necessarily because you don't want to play Phoenix in the first round, but... Yeah, the Lakers, uh, look, there is a lot of chat it's about better the Better than being in the play-in. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, five seed. Um, I I would not be betting the Lakers to win the West, and I would advise everyone against that because if you do think they can win the West, which, you know, they've got the upside to do it, I think. I think that's within the realm of possibility. There is just no way that you are getting series prices to roll over that's going to add up to um, less than the outright price for the Western Conference at the moment, which some places like plus 900 on the Lakers when they're going to have to play every series on the road, almost certainly. So don't do that. Just bet them series by series if you think there's an edge on the Lakers. Um, Let's talk about the Celtics Celtics Sixers. Uh, Right now it is Sixers minus two and a half. Totals 227. Rob Williams is being rested, guessing because it's a back-to-back for the Celtics and they want him to just play on the back end at home to Toronto tomorrow. Jalen Brown is questionable. I'm going to play uh, the guessing game and say that Jalen Brown plays because uh, he has traveled with the team to Philadelphia. And if you've had four days off and you're questionable with back pain, I would think that he's just going to play if he's traveling with the team. So I would certainly lean that way um, in terms of pricing in his 
potential um, playing or not playing. Um, and yeah, what do you think of this line? Uh, I think it's wrong team favored, uh, which is never a good thing this late in the season when you have this strong of a disagreement with the market. But I agree with you. I think I read Jalen Brown questionable as probable. Um, and, you know, the absence of Robert Williams is certainly going to be felt. I mean, this could be an offensive, uh, you know, boat race. I don't think that uh, you're, I don't think Celtics are really geared up to stop and beat at all uh, without Robert Williams on the floor. But at the same time, the way that their uh, wings can attack the Sixers defense, like this should be uh, a pretty awesome game to watch with lots of explosive scoring runs. And I would say that the total is a couple points too low as well. Um, but I think uh, taking the Sixers, I'm sorry, sorry, taking the Celtics on the money line against the Sixers makes sense. Um, and uh, yeah, even though this is th- today and tomorrow are two of the weirdest days of the entire schedule in terms of rest and things going on because everybody got the day off yesterday and there are so many teams doing back to back on Wednesday. Um, and so everybody's kind of neutral rest right now for the most part, with the exception of Boston Philly, Philly is still on the tail end of a little bit of a long, you know, a lot of playing uh, while Boston does have a ton of run run up for this game in particular. I think you saw with the, just the intensity of what Boston brought to that Milwaukee game, treating it like a playoff um, <clears throat> dress rehearsal. I would expect much of the same tonight from the Celtics. I thought their offensive sets and some of the creativity that they showed offensively, getting guys looks from three, and then, uh, you know, just some of the, the, you know, they were getting a little too cute, if we want to be honest, because uh, they could get to the rim pretty aggressively, even with Brooke Lopez out there, and they were still kicking it out to, you know, you know a lot of extra uh, three-point attempts that you would have expected could have just been easy finishes, but it didn't matter because they made all their threes. Uh, I would expect to see similar creativity offensively from the Celtics team tonight, and I think they ultimately get the win, uh, but uh, even more than that, uh, a loss here by the Sixers pretty much is, uh, um, you know, you can start carving the gravestone on Giannis MVP 2023. Okay, yeah. Uh, There's a few things with this game. So I think it's an interesting game just to kind of tackle some concepts just around betting game to game. One, I think it's really important with game to game NBA that you understand injury reports and how different teams treat them. Questionable means something more for some teams than others. For instance, like LeBron is listed questionable every game and he just plays every game. There was a stretch for like three weeks earlier in the season when Joel Embiid was being listed questionable every game with his foot and he just played every single game, uh, just about. And so with Boston, they listed Brown and Tatum questionable uh, their last game against Utah and then they both got ruled in. Uh, The fact that they've had four days off and Brown is traveling with the team makes me think he's very likely to play. Uh, So particularly with the NFL, probably even more so than the NBA, just understanding how teams use their injury reports is really important to betting game by game. And so I think that's relevant with this game. Secondly, uh, I think the market has a very difficult time pricing in guys carrying niggling injuries because you just have certainty around it and so you default to treating the guy like he's healthy if he's playing when there's not that much of a sample size i don't think harden is right at all he does not look like the same guy that he was three weeks ago he is really laboring and i don't think joel Embiid is right either he was scoring high 30s every game in three quarters and the only reason the mvp race is still an mvp race is because he kept on not playing fourth quarters and getting to 50 for like two weeks straight because had those games been closer he would have been putting up 50 and the race would probably feel done 
but it's mm-hmm. not. And now the past four games, which have all been close, and he's been playing the fourth quarters of all of them, he hasn't gotten to 30 in any of them. And he took 25 shots against the Bucks, And I don't know, he, like, he looks fine enough when he's out there, but there's just something missing with Embiid at the moment. And there's definitely something missing with Harden. So I don't mm-hmm. think the market can bake that in enough. And if you think that like the Celtics closed plus two uh, at the Bucks. Bucks were on a back-to-back. Rob Williams was playing. But he balanced that out with the fact that the Bucks were just five-and-a-half-point favorites to the full-strength sixes at sure. home. I just think that coheres with the Celtics being two-and-a-half-point dogs to the sixes right. now. And I expect that Brown will get ruled in, and I suspect that the line is going to close closer to plus one um, around that type of range when Brown gets ruled in. So uh, I yeah. think the Celtics are a bet um, at two-and-a-half. And then the last thing I'll say, is that the MVP market is likely going to stay up during this game and the market's not going to react properly. If Embiid is getting stomped, then the market is going to drift in from like minus 230 to minus 210 when the proper adjustment <laughs> should be like money. Uh, yeah. now anyway. So that's yeah. just another thing to, uh, to watch. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you if you thought that it was going to stay up. Um, you... I, you know, we we've covered this to death, and people are probably sick of it. So sorry, but it's the most interesting thing to talk about in the NBA right now. So sorry. Um, even yesterday, we covered this at, at length, and I thought we did a decent job of kind of characterizing the race. The market didn't really react correctly to what everyone is out there saying. How many podcasts did you listen to yesterday? Where and and clips and and written pieces and. I don't get the sense that Embiid should be even close to the favorite right now, let alone the clear favorite in the market. Like, is is your opinion changed since yesterday? Have you heard anything that I missed? I mean, I think minus 230 has always been a joke anyway and that he should be closer to even money regardless and, and possibly even above even money um, at this yeah. point. But, yeah. I mean, yesterday we had... Kendrick Perkins doing the rounds on first take in NBA Today saying that he's voting for Giannis. Michael Wilbon, who has a vote, said he has flipped and is voting to, for Giannis um, after the Sunday game. Tony Kornheiser doesn't have a vote, but is somewhat representative as well of that kind of group of voters. He said he's he would vote for Giannis. Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer said as well yesterday that Giannis is still number one on his ballot. Now, I think most of these people were leaning that way anyway. And Giannis, if you take the straw poll from Bontemps' truth, Giannis has got to flip about 25 votes. And so it's a question of can he really do that in a week and a half, which already includes getting stomped by Boston by 41, also includes Mm -hmm. stomping Joel Embiid, um, completely outplaying him. So I think he can. I just think it's a very narrow path. And I was on a thread last night where I was mathing it out, and I thought that basically... The way that I see Giannis' path to MVP is Embiid loses tonight. Giannis goes 3-0 and his next three games, yeah. which are at Washington, which is basically like Washington doesn't have any players left. Um, so they're 13-point favorites minus 1,000. So he beats Washington, beats Chicago tomorrow on national television, and then beats a Memphis team in Milwaukee on Friday that's probably got nothing to play for at that point. Um, so you basically, you look at that and then Jokic as well, either continues to sit or comes back and loses to Phoenix in a couple of days. Uh, and so at that point, I think that Giannis would win MVP, but that's a pretty narrow path. Uh, and okay. so forgetting the Memphis game on Friday, if he just goes 2-0 and and beat okay. losers tonight, Jokic either sits or loses, I make that to be like plus 320. Uh, mm. And at that point, I think that he would be the favorite to win. So I think that 
Certainly, there's, I think there's still some 8-1 to one around on Giannis. I think that's a bet. And I think Jokic at plus 260 is a bet as well. But I would wait mm. for this game tonight to unfold first because the market's not going to move properly. Okay. If you yeah. want some more betting advice for tonight's game, uh, Oklahoma City, Golden State is going to be sneaky good uh, for a yeah. half. And then Golden State's <laughs> going to absolutely blow them out in the second half. Love the Warriors. I only lay an eight, but I think you're going to get an even better number in game entry. Yep. Yeah. The poor Thunder uh, reeling a little bit. I desperately need them to make the play-in tournament through. I've got some, a lot of 18-1 to 1 Thunder play-in and uh, very much want the Dallas Mavericks to sit Luka Doncic and Curry Irving ASAP because uh, I'm not confident in the Thunder doing it by themselves without a little help from Mark Cuban. But uh, hopefully that will be okay regardless. All right. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Thank you, Eric Froton, for joining us. If you're listening to us as a podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe. I'm Jay Crouch and Andrew Dinsick. We'll be back tomorrow. At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say. It's what we do. Our professionals believe in the value of collaboration and the power of technology. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by data. Brighter insights. Bolder solutions. Better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference. Driving growth and value for our clients. KPMG. Make the difference. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.